0: This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of
1: Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale and honored to be part of
0: the following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network Entertainment here. High 5 Tom. One. Well, what up, Pie fivers It's your boy, High 5 Tom. And, uh, you know, we're 99 episodes in at this point, so I'm assuming you know that. But uh, as usual, I've got my very good friend here on the other side of the country. Well, halfway across the country from me, but Will, how are you this evening, my friend?
2: I'm all right, Tom. 99, huh? So it means the next episode is episode 100.
0: Yeah. God damn. And as of right now, we're not doing shit for 100, but yeah, that may change.
2: I can't believe there's still people listening.
0: Yeah, well, I'm thankful for everyone that does, so. You know, I think we're entertaining, so. Well, I know we're entertaining, so I'm glad other people. Think well,
2: I'm glad that. they think so, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all really matters, so.
2: You know, there's there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of great podcasts out there, especially on Visionaries Global Media and The Shining Wizards Network. Good plug, Will. So, you know, goddamn,
1: Daddy. people,
2: people, people find time to 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 listen to us ramble and blabber about a bunch of pop culture stuff and occasionally some uh, some Ring of Honor wrestling.
0: Yeah. Well, this episode I think is going to be a little bit more Ring of Honor wrestling than the last couple have been.
2: Well, it's because we actually have something new
0: to talk about. Yeah, and we're the fact that we're recording at our usual time for at least this week until well, until I fucked that up next weekend. But we will get back on our regular recording studio or studio or recording time, everybody. But um, but we'll we're we're speak- here,
2: we're live, we're in Technicolor. We got drinks, we got snacks.
0: Yeah, we got wives, we got cats. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of we works. do. You know, we got some comic books, got some good tales to tell. But, um, yeah, and don't let me forget to do all the plugs in the middle of the show, too. I've been forgetting that the past couple of weeks, but um, Will, looks like we've got a couple questions of dishonor this week. Uh, do you have them up? I probably should have asked you that in pre production, but. No, that
2: reminds me. I should pull up. Uh, I should pull up the the audio that I, I've been forgetting to have up and ready to go. So let's let's start with uh, let's start with Eric Freed's nattering with E.
0: I think has his show started back up? Uh, well, he is recording an episode of The Punisher with yours Truly. Uh, this coming Sunday, which hopefully is dropping sometime next week. Um, unfortunately, um. I should have probably told Eric this before I put this out in the world. Uh, I don't have my DVD player, so it won't be quite the in-depth analysis that I'd like to have, Uh, but I think I'll be able to contribute. Will, do you have any quick thoughts on the 2004 edition of the Punisher?
2: I'd like to revisit it. You sure? Yeah.
0: Okay. Will Patton in it is really good.
2: After we talked about it, pretty sure it was on air. And I talked about the soundtrack. I sent you and Brunden the link to the Punisher. Did you you listen to it?
0: Oh, is that. Wait. Did?
2: I did. I still stand by the fact one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Hits front to back. Seether, Hate Breed, Puddle of Mud. Kane's entrance theme. How did we miss this? But Freed's wants to know. If Bam Bam Bigelow was in 2013 Ring of Honor, what faction would he be aligned
0: with? This is a really good question. Oh, I didn't even pick, pull this up. Yeah, and i would be interesting. So, Freed's, uh, make sure you... Um, follow up with this question. It was kind of interesting what I uh, brought on uh, this question from uh, Bam Bam Bigel besides him being a bad motherfucker. Um, but you don't know much about Bam Bam Bigel just kind of like the whole oh, bound of violence is on this fucking thing from fucking Hatebreed? That's a dope track.
2: That was my first Hatebreed song I ever heard.
0: That that little,
2: not- little Will in middle school was blown away.
0: Yeah, it was definitely not my first one, but...
2: I mean, you're also a little older than I am, so... Yeah.
1: I, mean... I, also,
2: I also didn't really grow up in a place that had... There was no... no, There's no burgeoning hardcore scene in northwestern Vermont. No. So, I know Bam Bam Big I know he's the beast from the east. I know... Uh, I know what uh, Schlack told me. In their song about Bam Bam Bigelow, nice pull, Will.
0: I love that.
2: And I know uh, he gets beat up in the movie Major Pain. He's the biker that shows up that the kids try to get him to beat up Major Pain, but Major Pain drops him. Yeah, and I also know he's the one that like Taz suplex him through part of the stage or something, right?
0: Through the ring. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the original uh...
2: spot. And he was a playable character in my first ever wrestling video game. I had that's so cool, it was for the Super Nintendo. I never remember what game it actually was, but the I usually tell people I had Luna Vashon in it, and they're like, Oh, it's this one, I'm like okay, but I never remember which one it
0: is. Yeah, um, and listen, I'm not going to claim to be he, a Bam Bam.
2: He's, he's, he's a big uh, he was an agile guy, though, right? He he, yeah. he did some.
0: He was I won't really, say he
2: was like a high flyer, but he would bust out like a like a a move like that every now and
0: then. And he'd do I mean he would do cartwheels and a ring and shit like that. I mean. Yeah. Um he'd do handsprings, the whole kit and caboodle. I mean, he was you know, people, you know, use this term a lot, but he was really the first big guy like that to be that fucking agile. And you look at the fucking guy and you're like, you would not think that he'd be that agile. Like not even just like size wise. I mean, he's got he's got flames tattooed on the side of his fucking head. Correct. Um, and and I'm not gonna sit here and claim to be a Bam Bam Bigelow um, expert by any means. Um, I know, perfer, I should probably dig into Bam Bam Bigelow. So that's kind of why I'm kind of curious what brought this question on. Um, but what oh man? what's stable? I mean, Ring of Honor's not really.
2: It's not su- it's not super stable heavy
0: right now. No. You know, I mean, it's basically, I mean, scum's been disbanded, and then there's the House of Truth. Well, shit, and the House of Truth, just Matt fucking Taven right now. And the hobbies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I'm just thinking, let's create our own fucking stable
2: you wanna you want build a stable around Bam Bigelow?
0: Yeah. I mean
2: Who 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 um so are we building a face or a heel stable?
0: Has Ring Honor even really ever had a face stable? I mean Bullet Club kind of, but
2: You know, that's a good question, too. I mean, Mexico Squad was, yeah, was a baby face stable. I mean, that's much later on,
0: yeah. What was, what was that ill fated stable that lasted for a day and a half? Was it the new blood or whatever? It was some great talent, all I all the,
2: Tracy Williams, and like CJ Parker, and like <laughs> Just Gresham and
0: Mark Hastings, yeah. Um.
2: Did not last very long.
0: No. Well, I mean, well, I mean, so you could definitely call Gresham and his his boys. Oh my god! Why am I spacing their fucking stable? Will the foundation? Yeah, Jesus! I mean, they were definitely faces, but yeah, usually it's it's. Were they? They they kind of were on the between
2: line too. Mostly face because people liked them, but like they they were kind of antagonistic.
1: Very arrogant
2: yeah,
0: are pure rules. Would you consider the Kingdom a
2: Faction? Are the, are the Kingdoms, is the Kingdom
0: a face faction now? I mean, they're a face faction now, yeah. I was actually thinking about, like, yeah, you could, I mean, spoiler alert, um, the original OG Kingdom will be forming here shortly. <clears throat> you know, it'd be cool to have him as the eater. Um, but whatever, sta- whatever stable it's going to be, it's got to be Steve Carino heading it with 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 fucking Bam Bam Bigelow. You're gonna be
2: healed. You you, you kinda of pull like on the, the ECW like Yeah memory. You 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 bring rhino back in it too. Carino, rhino, bam
0: bam. You know, I you know, I don't know if, if rhino works because you got two big guys like that then. I say you flip to Darius Thomas. He's a bad guy. You got Adam Cole. Because obviously Steve Carino loves Adam Cole. Loves Adam Cole. Baby. Yeah, and I say fuck it. Bring in Mike Mondo. Mike Mondo's been looked over. He's been passed over. You know. Yeah, so I'm saying Steve Carino had this, but you got Bam Bam, you got Tadarius Thomas, Adam Cole, and Mike Mondo. That's my stable, Will.
2: Sounds good. I mean, that works for me. I don't really know enough about Bam Bam to know like even a direction to go in other than that he's like a big guy. Yeah, that can move, like legit. So, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll levy, uh, just because I don't know shit about them. I'll say, let's do Bam Bam, Elgin, and Steen. Oh, Jesus. Big, big bastards.
0: Yeah. That would definitely be the big men's slapping meat stable. Goddamn Elgin and fucking Bigelow. That's a good call. They'd be a great fucking tag team. Because Elgin's definitely of that ilk. Well, Elgin's just fucking strong.
2: He's a strong boy.
0: Yeah, there's no denying that. Um, allegedly. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Freaks, make sure you tweet us. Let us know what brought on uh, the the sudden Bam Bam Bigelow fandom. So, um, hopefully you suffice for the question. But uh, we have one from our good friend, uh, Mr. UTT Rob. And, Rob, hopefully we're getting you on here sooner than later. I should probably DM you and not throw that over the airwaves. But
2: We did. So, Rob at UTTRob on the Twitter.
0: 18 million people watched that match, Will. Eighteen million. It's a lot of, of... fucking
2: people. Big There's not that many people watching uh, Ring of Honor.
0: No, I bet you they probably don't get that many all year. My wife's got a really random version of for whom the bell toll is playing on her, or whatever she's watching in the room right now. Hmm. Sorry.
2: Um, sorry. sorry. As, so Rob says, as Transformers were mentioned on episode 98, if three Ring of Honor 2013 wrestlers transformed into sound waves cassette tapes, what wrestlers would they be and what would be on the tapes? So, I misread his question when I was thinking about it, and I thought it was saying if they were like Soundwave, it had the cassette tapes. Oh. And I came up with a couple different answers. So, I'll answer Rob's question incorrectly. My first thought was Steve Carino was the Soundwave, and he shoots out three blank cassettes, and they're Retitus. Titus... Uh, Cliff Compton and uh, uh, Bob, 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 the g- Havoc, the guy who, who never showed up again after that first time. Jimmy Rave. <laughs> Jimmy Rave. Yeah. And uh, they would just be blank cassette tapes.
0: <laughs> That's funny. I like where you went with that. My, um,
2: my other thought was Martini. Yep. And having the, the, the House of Truth all roll out as cassette tapes. You have like Scarlet could be a Warren's Cherry Pie, the single edition.
0: <laughs> wow!
2: You know, some 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 sleazy glam rock shit like.
0: See, I was gonna go Truth Martini with some just crazy fucking sleazy like Ukrainian techno or whatever you know. Nor is he Albanian. I think he's Albanian. So system of a down. Yeah. Um I like I like the blank tapes. I'm gonna say Roderick Strong is a tape. And he's definitely got a mix of mid nineties metalcore going on for him, for sure. You know, not necessarily my cup of tea, but we'll throw in some hate for you, even though they're definitely not metalcore, but as we were just referencing them. I mean... No.
2: Metal and hardcore. No. It depends on what you want to consider... Right, what What do you consider to be metalcore? Because, I mean, by definition, Hatebreed, you could say, is a metalcore band, like Integrity, where they're hardcore with metal elements and what whatever have you. But it's not like the melodic metalcore stuff, like the, your, your, your Kill Switch Engage and your... Uh, the bands of that ilk.
0: Yeah. I'm waiting. I'm hungry. Yeah, I can't believe Bound of Violence is on that fucking soundtrack. Everybody yeah. should go listen everybody should pause
2: this, go to YouTube, listen to the Punisher movie soundtrack and then come back. Tom, you got are those are those speedball Mike Bailey glasses?
0: No, they're uh... They're Milwaukee.
2: See, I was reading too too deep. I could see that they're clearly baseball gloves, but I was.
0: Yeah, but they're actually uh, double as bottle openers. Of course they do. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're Milwaukee, so. I stole these from somewhere. I don't know where I stole them from. (laughs) All right, now I need a hip hop tape. Hmm. I'm gonna go with the Bravado brothers.
2: Ooh.
0: I know they haven't been on Ring of Honor 2013 nearly as much as we'd like. But their fucking entrance is some fucking crazy they're, uh, and they're twins,
2: you get a little little side A, side B action.
0: Yeah. They got that or crazy
2: side C and side D if you've got
0: a big set wow going way back um yeah i go with the bravado brothers you know their entrance was definitely very you know it's that like crazy dirty dumb south hip-hop you know i didn't want to go with the obvious with you know cnc or adrenaline rush that's a little too on the nose so yeah i'm gonna say bravado brothers Busting out a little Bubba sparks, a little a uh, little John.
1: Yeah,
0: Maybe a little bit of ghetto boys too. I know they're from Houston or technically not down south, but yeah. I got the Bravado Brothers, side A, side B. Have, Chase they, University. Have, have they right. Have they made an appearance in 2013? Earlier in the year they did. Okay. When we had hope, I really hope they come back. I don't want to look and see, but, um, but yeah. Will you got any more? No, I
2: was pretty content with my answers, and I appreciated. Uh, again, like I appreciate that Rob's questions have become, uh, like kind of in in reference to the conversation had last week.
0: Yeah, that's yeah.
2: Also enjoyable because the other night I fell asleep watching the Transformers movie, the old 1986 one. Oh, shit, nice. I wasn't quite ready for bed. I pulled it up, and apparently I was ready for bed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I saw that in the movie theater. And I think that might be one of the first times I was disappointed in a movie, I kind of remember. Soundtrack
2: rules. Really? Really? Oh yeah, it's like all that 80s
0: shred lamb stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, but I really like yeah. I enjoyed your, uh, your Optimus your Prime themed uh, tweet from the Ring of Honor Revelry the other day.
2: Daniel Warren, the the page before that he hit Starscream with a, with a rainmaker.
1: No shit.
0: God, I gotta get caught up on that too. So, I wonder if my comic book shop will order that for me. If not, I can always go to the bookstore, so. Order what? Uh, that Daniel Warren Johnson, his, his Transformer series.
2: That's new, so they probably have it. Okay. So, yeah. You'd have, you'd, have, you'd have two issues out right now, so.
0: Yeah, Sunday night, so once again, the fucking goddamn, well, speaking timely, the goddamn... Racing sausages fuck me at work again, Will. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I needed out of that fucking warehouse is buried behind them fucking goddamn fucking racing sausages. So but yeah, well, like Will said, thanks to Rob. Um, you know, make sure you check out all the great content. Listen, uh, him and Dan are currently going over um all the lead up to the giant hashtags versus big daddy at Wembley Stadium. Nineteen eighty one. Uh this is this week's episode contained a couple of uh, Kendo Nakasaki matches. So some pretty crazy shit, Will. It's a hell of a build. I mean to put you know eighteen million viewers on it, so I wonder how many people were at the match. I'm sure we'll find out so uh but will. Um I should talk to about pre production, but do you, wanna, um, do you wanna do you wanna do want me to do a quick TV review here, or do you want to jump right into the? Event? Are we not? Are we not doing? Brendan's question of dishonor. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, really, Tom? Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> and I've been thinking about this too, because this fucking this fucking answer knocked me in the fucking balls a little bit. All right, this cool. was
2: a, this was a good question. Is that coming so, so well? Brendan's question, we're approaching the end of 2013, who's been the biggest disappointment of the year, either underused or underperforming?
0: And he hit us right in the fields with his answer.
2: Brendan said Jay Briscoe. Jay Briscoe getting hurt. Brendan was extremely hyped for the title reign and thought he was going to do great things and have the belt for a long period of time, but it was cut short due to the shoulder injury.
0: He tried to get it out.
2: So we'll never know what, what that story could have been.
0: Nope. We will never, ever know. What a long, dominant Jay Briscoe title reign will ever be. What well, was the first one too? I mean, yeah. Um, well, and listen, and I and shout out to Brun too for for keeping it in that 2013 mindset. So I'm not going to talk anymore here. Um, if you know, you know. Because it's
2: interesting to think about too, right? Because like what we're seeing right now, yeah, is you've got Adam Cole's champ. Jay Briscoe, Kevin Steen, and Elgin are all, like, on the fringes. So, like, how does that change if Adam Cole was not, like, would there be so many other people involved, or would it have been more of, like, a Jay Briscoe, Adam Cole story? Yeah. Or would they have gone on the Elgin route, and then maybe gone with Adam Cole after that?
0: Yeah, it was uh you know and not to break down the fourth wall too, but I know, um, James Briscoe was very very adamant about putting the belt on Cole. He said he was the guy, and not many other people believed him. But
2: I mean, Tom even in twenty twenty there were people not thinking Adam Cole was the guy. Adam Cole moves the needle. He also moves the bones in his ankle, and he needs to stop that.
0: Yeah, guys, yeah, really needs to stop that. So, um, God, what was their plans? Who is it? Who was he gonna manage? Do you remember the reports are saying when he was going to get called up to the main roster, he's gonna, he's gonna have him manage somebody, right?
2: He was going to be a manager. They wanted to like cut, shave his head and stuff like that.
0: Wouldn't it been funny if he managed carrying cross? Oof, that might have been a little bit on the nails, but. Well, Will, you know what makes our podcast special. We press the fucking button. That's kind of an Adam Cole paraphrasing there. Um Goddamn, I, I listen when when Brendan first sent this to us, I didn't this was the furthest thing from my mind. I don't know about you. Um but he, I mean he's spot on. I mean, he's really right. You know, because Jay Briscoe, you know, winning the title is probably the moment of the year in 2013. You know, maybe not the best match, but definitely the moment.
2: I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's like... I kind of touched upon it when... Freed asked about, like, if we could have gone to any 2013 Ring of Honor show. And a lot of it's kind of felt underwhelming. I feel like there's a lot of guys... You could say even more gals, right? Because we we haven't seen a whole lot of women of honor. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of his like, like really, like really, what has Champa gotten accomplished in 2013? Not not a whole lot. Elgin was kind of primed to do a lot, but he really hasn't done a whole lot. Bennett, they're they're kind of getting there with stuff, but again, not really making a whole lot of progress. Yeah. I was kind of hoping we I was kind of hoping we'd see a little more of Matt Taven kind of working more in the pushing out to kind of stand out beyond Truth Martini. And we haven't really got that much more of that either. It's like they have one story that's running and everything else kind of goes on pause rather than having all these other stories like Keith Going,
0: yeah. I mean, I think between you know scum flopping, I bet you they probably thought they were gonna get a lot more mileage out of that. Um, I'm glad they stopped it when they did. Uh, but obviously, in like obviously the aforementioned Jay Briscoe, you know, injury, you know, you had to throw on this, this in a very interesting tournament that they did, but. Um, All right, besides the obvious, Jay Briscoe's injury, um, Will, you got anything? Or just really the the lack of general direction in general? I think it's, I mean, you you
2: can pull a name out of the hat, right, and say this guy wasn't used as much as they could have been. I mean, I just feel like there's people who are primed to kind of be working towards that top of the card level. And they're all just kind of like meandering around while there's this other story going on. Right. And it's, it's been like that for the last couple storylines. Like, we're at it now. During the Scum storyline, a lot of stuff just kind of took the backseat and just kind of like mannered around. It just feels like they're stalling a lot. Like they're they're buying time, or just kind of like,
0: Ooh. you know, the two things. I'm sorry, what's that? No, go ahead. Yeah, the two things that stick out. Um, one, obviously, you know, a, a drastic difference from 2012. Um, you know, obviously, Mike Mondo not recovering from his injury as quickly. Um, they definitely feel like they've forgotten about him. You know, obviously we we're big Mondo heads here for a fan, you know. So he's definitely kind of worn out as welcome, but um <sighs> them not pulling the trigger on CNC Wrestle Factory. I just uh full exposure, I don't know whether or not they ever do. Um, you know, but they just they keep kind of teasing it, but they kind of keep fucking them, you know. Um you know, they, they really deserve to have the titles. I really thought when they were doing the flippity-floppity of the titles there last month when Bobby Fish couldn't go to Canada, you know, see the belts, Um, but really the tag team division in general, yes, Red Dragon's been great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, seeing the Forever gives us a nice little freshness, you know, and the Wolves coming back together was kind of good, but. You know, you got a journal in Rush CNC. I mean, you know, they talk all this bullshit about, oh, we're really focusing on the tag team division. Uh, well, the aforementioned Bravado brothers, I don't know if they were just staying in Japan or what the fuck was going on, but, you know, I was hoping we'd see more of the young Bucks. You know, the, the year's still young, but, um, yeah, I just say that the tag team, and don't get me wrong, listen, I mean, I do love Red Dragon as a tag team. Those guys are a lot of fucking fun. Um, great in the fucking ring, and Bobby Fish really, is an entertaining motherfucker. He really, really is. Um, but yeah, just not giving c the belt unless honestly, I don't, I don't know, and I don't think they ever will. So, yeah, yeah, Brendan really kind of nailed it on the head there with the Briscoe. I, I, for some odd reason, didn't even occur to me. So, I didn't even think he had one or two title defenses, right? Who, Jay Briscoe? Before the injury was too much.
2: Oh, yeah. He didn't have a ton of defenses, right? He he wrestled. He beat Cole. He beat Cole. He beat. I mean, he beat Steen to get the belt.
1: Well,
0: yeah, but I mean, after he got the belt, so. You know, but I guess we will see what the, the future holds. So but uh make sure everyone's following um all of our questions of Dishonor. Um I know SJ didn't get one in, I know she's out. Uh her and her husband are watching Kiss right now as we record this. Um but shout out to SJ as always and um uh, but yeah shout out to Freeds. Thank you again for the question honor. Uh make sure you're following uh Mr. Freeds there on the Twitter machine and also catching uh new upstreams of Nattering with E nuts because I'll be on there and uh just make sure all you're catching all the content um you know that UTT Rob and over Mr. Dan Griffin do um, over there um, you know with unbooking on un- un- booking the territory so and obviously followed by the Irish misfit our uh, you know pretty much the third member of the triumvirate. but uh Will before uh, before I forget anything else is there anything else you want to get into before you dive in before I dive into T V real quick so kinda
2: just to, I guess to make a solid choice my first thought was Matt Taven. And recently, we had the thing where Truth Martini's made every match he has is for the belt. And that doesn't really feel like it's been a big deal, especially not when you're going into like the live event where it's like, oh, we're going to have a four-corner survival match or whatever, or, you know, whatever they call it. Right. To, to decide on a contender. It's like every, anybody who has a match with them, gets a title shot by default so it's like they could be using this as a bigger thing to push taven more but it really isn't i don't think it's elevated him at all i don't think it's it hasn't made that tv title feel more
0: important Hmm. see i was thinking the app i mean not i mean Not necessarily opposite, but I mean, I don't know. I've kind of enjoyed it a little bit, but, you know, now he's defending TV title on on non-TV events, which I think is funny, but, you know, I do like the explanation of it there. At least with that, they're not doing it for, you know, to say, hey, he's just going to defend TV title. You know, at least they have a little bit of a story of truth, like, well, you know, he only shows up for big matches, so. And I think he's about to be the longest reigning TV champion.
2: He's on the cusp,
0: as of what we're watching, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, which will be eventually be broken, ultimately, by Samoa Joe. Oh, wait, he's going to break the record, and then he's just going to fucking get rid of the title so he can face someone else in another promotion because, like, our good friend Mr. Matt Bowman over at the fucking Wizards, he couldn't put over 6 million other fucking people deserved it. No, we got just relinquished the title. Fuck right off. Could have, but no. Definitely not my Ring of Honor, and I would be hard pressed. I don't even think I'm gonna watch Final Battle, even though I'm paying for this fucking Honor Club. And I do like the Honor Club for what we're doing, obviously. But I mean, other than that, I why would you? Why would you buy this? But. We'll save that content for our Patreon when we we'll get our Patreon up and running. Just kidding. I don't think we'll ever do a Patreon. Unless you want to, Will.
2: That's something to, to discuss once we... I feel like we would actually have to have something that we can offer.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what we need, Will, is I got to reach out to more of my people, too. But if you got any people, me a theme song.
2: I can sniff around. I, um, I know some people.
0: I will definitely pay for it. They will always get credit. Um, yeah.
2: I know a couple of musicians here and there around these parts, you know? Yeah. Just get your boy, uh, Jimmy Josta, to do it for us.
0: Uh, I, mean, I haven't talked to him in a while. You know, um, you know, maybe one after my car's paid off, I'll have a couple, you know, lots of thousand dollars. But uh, yeah, I have reached out to a couple people, but I've been kind of no soul self. So I got a couple of people, but yeah, if you know anybody, you will I will pay. Or anybody that's listening, we definitely kind of want a Roderick Strong kind of vibe. I'm assuming.
2: I'd be down for whatever. I mean, it could be a shredding banjo, you know, and like, hey, we're going to want a Here it is.
0: Yeah. Well, my laptop here, my other one, not the one we're recording this on, which I would hope not, because the one we're recording is less than two years old. Um, I just got the blue screen of death, so I'm just hoping this thing reboots. Uh-oh. Well, I mean, this thing is 17 years old, so... The thing about it is, though, it hasn't been hooked up to the internet in years. So, um, but yeah, I will go over TV real quick. Um, obviously, as everyone's been telling you know, if, if you've been listening to the show, uh, this is uh, the main event for Glory by Honor um, the champions versus all stars. And. Um, so if you want a a, a fuller review, um, obviously Will and I just went over that, um, but three weeks ago. Well, let's say both our timelines all fucked up with the way we've been recording, it was like a month and a half ago. But I'm just pulling up here. This is really embarrassing. Sorry, Will. My memory's not nearly as good as yours, so I just can't do this shit off the cuff. Um, but listen, a couple of new things I do want to shout out. Um, I really actually did enjoy. Uh, they did compress the whole match. I said, Will and I were a little nervous that they were just gonna pull, you know, what'd you say, with the cliffhanger, Will? Like, oh,
1: yeah, yeah." right. We,
2: We we hemmed and hawed if they were gonna actually show the end or if that's how they were gonna get people to give out their shekels. Um, no, well, you didn't have to buy Glory by Honor. You can just watch it for free.
0: Yeah. You know, and unless uh, it, it's good internationally. You know, like like Rob said, they did, you know, Ring of Honor was was dog shit. Um, you know, for like the pay-per-views and stuff like that. So they could only watch on TV, but Jay Leith, oh, I forgot, Jay Litho is also wearing a World Series of Poker shirt. Wow, this thing is taking fucking forever to load up. Um, yeah, listen, basically, listen, I mean, you go back. I mean, there was a lot. It was, they did a great job. They didn't really miss anything. Um, We got all the stuff with Outlaw Inc. We got all the eliminations. Um, you know, we got Jay Lethal taking a 20-minute break after we got kicked off the thing. Um, I really liked the Future Shock moment, Will. I don't know if you remember that or not. You know, Kyle O'Reilly and Anna Cole got back in the ring together um and then just bobby Fish's just utter disdain for that moment um yeah and on tv though kevin steen did cut a promo here uh talking about um you know bennett's done his job he was successful in getting uh under the skin of the person who uh really likes to get under people's skin i really like that uh but i think we're kind of definitely going toward a stretcher match here so i guess we'll find out but um you know, and then we were talking about in pre-production, uh Kyle, Michael Elgin actually does eliminate Kyle O'Reilly with a Rainmaker, as referred to um by uh, by Steve Carino. But I think the big thing here is obviously Adam Cole eliminates everybody but Michael Elgin, and then Michael Elgin eliminates um everybody from the champion side. Um, I think really obviously will the, the big question is here, you know. Rewatching that ending, he fucking—I mean, as we'll find out here in our, our TV event, Evan Cole's fucking knocked the fuck out. He his head caught all that fucking second pro power bomb. I don't know why they pulled the reverse like that. Um, but then Jay Briscoe, the aforementioned Jay Briscoe, comes in, beats up, and he's got the real title belt. So, um. Yeah, is there anything kind of looking back, uh, Will, that you reflecting on this main event? Um, You know, they condensed it—you know—a seventy-five minute match into about thirty-eight minutes. Uh, They were advertising that you could buy the full seventy-five minute match um, on whatever Ring of Honor wrestling TV, so they gave away the time limit, which really kind of irked me. But I've been talking about there, Will. You got anything that we we didn't discuss last time?
2: No, I mean it's it's kind of a bummer, You can you can trim out like half the length of a match, and you're like, no, oh, they got all the stuff you needed. It's like, so what was the other? What was all that half hour then? Yeah, um,
0: but listen, it's it's good for TV. It was a they cut it well for TV, so I will give them credit for that. But uh, will, um, actually, we forgot to do that before we jump into the Golden dream here from Cincinnati, uh, Ohio. For those that are geographically challenged uh from november 2nd 2013 why don't we take a quick commercial break here uh plug all our friends but like will said earlier make sure you listen to all the great shows here on visionaries global media uh good cop bad cop is definitely back we've got a new episode of phoenix splash podcast dropped today um you know view from the goalpost chad diesel are up and running full speed uh your boy here high five tom uh just did a minister wrestling roundup with ref jerry uh, but will did I tell you how many matches are within six hours of me this weekend?
2: It was twenty three. It was, it was how? What was it? Twenty three. I was gonna see. I was gonna go into like, the hundreds. Which I mean, if you break down all those cards,
0: and it's definitely hundreds of matches. Yeah, probably one hundred fifty. But uh, yeah, it's crazy to think. Yeah, twenty three. You know, so. Midwest Wrestling um, is back in full force. Uh, but obviously, I've banned from ringside. Make sure you're checking out uh, Zach, JCB, and MJCB, former guests of the show. And uh, Zach, and, uh, am I missing anybody, Will, for Visionaries Gold Media? I don't think so. I
2: feel like you got everybody, because usually you just forget the shows that you're actually <laughs> on. No, yeah.
0: Um, I know Dungeons & Junkies have slowly come back in, and Chris Talks Games are both back on, too, so. Uh, But yeah, make sure you enjoy all these great shows here from the Shining Wizards Network also. And we'll catch everybody on the other side of the break. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast
2: of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh. We cry. We interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling. And we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms. And we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcast platform as well. Check us out. Go over to and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
1: What's up, folks? It's your boy the Impact Player,
0: Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover
1: all things current in the world of pro wrestling as well as paying homage to the old school, the Squared Circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find
0: us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always we are the proudest members
1: of The Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media.
2: The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on The Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod. And use the hashtag join the mark order because if you don't find us, we
1: will find you. up everyone went on the shining wizards network be sure to check out wrestling night in canada if we're not recording another kick-ass podcast
0: or playing in punk fans
1: or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums then we're sitting back we're grabbing a couple brews and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling because we're from winnipeg you idiots you like your music heavy then check out radioactive metal on the shining wizards network for over 16 years now radioactive metal has been one of the longest running podcasts over the years we've interviewed some legendary metal acts had some awesome discussions and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network.
0: All right, well, we're back. Let's make sure you enjoy all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, But, Will, you really enjoyed the show, huh? I sure did. I
2: thought, you know, when I first started watching it,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: was it last week? Because I was afraid we needed to have it ready for last week. You know, the, it started out, I feel like, a little slow. I'm like, oh, you know, it's a live event, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I think it really turned around in that back half. Yeah. Some really good stuff.
0: Um, we'll get into it. Yeah, the first two matches were good, but it's kind of like why. Um, but we put a fun promo. Uh, we started off with Nigel and uh, Jay Briscoe in the ring. And Jay's got his real Ring of Honor title. Uh, kudos. I mean those those belts aren't cheap. Looks good. Um, you know, but uh, you know, Jay, you know, kind of across Nigel for being so cautious with his injury. Uh, but then Michael Elgin comes out, says words, uh, you know, and thanks Jay for saying that he earned his title shot. But uh after he beats Cole at final battle, he'll give Jay his shot. Uh then Steen comes out talking shit. Another great Kevin Steen promo. It's been good to see. We're seeing more of more of Kevin Steen here. Uh but he he's talking shit about Jay's belt. Um they picks on Michael Elgin's mullet. Um and he's just saying, Are they all delirious? Uh but at the end, Nigel says the final ban- main event, final battle, main event stays Cole and Elgin. But whoever wins the main event tonight between Stan C and Jay will be the third par participant. Um, how do you feel about a three way for your main event for your biggest show of the year?
2: I mean, I don't mind it if that's the plan from the get go. But it's obviously not.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Later on, commentary is like, oh, Elgin doesn't seem happy. It's like, well, no shit, he doesn't seem happy.
1: Yeah. You're like, I want
2: to get my one-on-one title shot. I'm going to get some comeuppance, and then you're told, "Oh, there's going to be a third guy there too. Don't worry; he's he's just there to watch."
0: You know, and uh, I I do not know the result of this match. Uh, I'll be 100 percent honest with you. I know one. I'm positive. I know one participant does not win, uh, but I'm not sure which of the other two. Uh, but I wonder if it's cause Cole's got that really nasty concussion, but then he's got a match with Jimmy, um, Jimmy Jacobs a couple days after this. So, um, yeah, this is probably, I listed, like you said, I don't assume, i assuming this probably wasn't the original plan, but Hey, I could see Michael Elgin and I could see Jay Briscoe on my TV screen or my laptop screen. So, um, but, uh, yeah, and like I said, it's really weird because I mean, Steen lost the belt in April and he's not gotten his rematch. So I guess Ring of Honor does not do the automatic rematch clause. Them sons of bitches. But, um, but, will our, our curtain jerker, uh, which is actually kind of a two for one, uh, could have been a three for one. Um, first, we get Mike Posey versus Bobby Fish. And they talk about, so uh, Pose is going to face Bobby Fish, and then Corey Hollis uh, is going to fight uh, Kyle O'Reilly. And if either of them win, uh, Alabama Slam gets a title shot right afterwards. Um,
2: and Alabama Slam says...
0: Isn't that their name?
2: Their Alabama attitude.
0: Shit, it is Alabama attitude. Fuck. You're right. <laughs> um...
2: I don't have sign about sound bites to play at you, but I'm sure they do be funny.
0: <laughs> One of these days, will we'll get we'll get a soundboard. Stupid
2: fucking question, Kevin. <laughs>
0: um, but uh, so yeah, good Matt. You know, um, Posey Posey's a good foil for fish here. Uh, Bobby Fish is being Bobby Fish, um, including a fake low blow. Um, but in the end, Bobby hits that. Uh, that kick and basically knocks fucking, you know, Posey the fuck out, uh, the former WWF ref. Uh, but then, uh, you know, obviously Bobby Fish calls out Corey Hollis to fight Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, and like Posey, you know, Hollis is a good foil for Kyle O'Reilly. Um, even right off the bat, you know, doing a lot of counters with those sweet arm bars. So kudos to Hollis for that, uh, kicking out of that ax kick, which was fucking nasty. Uh, then a Rigoplex, but in the end Hollis comes off the top rope. Into an arm bar taps off quickly. So no tag champ match, but hopefully more. Uh, we see more of Alabama Slam slash Alabama Attitude. Um, Will, what'd you think of this? I
2: think it was all right. Bobby Fish coming off his only loss in Ring of Honor.
1: Yeah, cool.
2: but Bobby, like, he works the crowd so much. And I love it. Like, he, he draws stuff out. He walks out with the mouth guard out. He's jawing with the other people in the ring. He's jawing with the crowd. Beats the piss out of this kid.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny. I think Posey might be the only person on the roster with Bobby Fish at this point, but... um, Yeah, I mean, they both look great. You know, it just, like, I mean, we were, we were texting, about when you first watched this, is like, so we're not getting an actual title match? Um, you know, it would have cool for them to sneak away and then get a third match, but...
2: I kind of thought, I almost thought that's what was going to happen. I'm like, well, are they going to have him, like, catch Kyle right? with, like, a roll-up, like, real quick? And then it's like, all right, this is just going to go right into the tag match, but uh, spoiler alert I guess for the next match
0: that, that don't happen. No. So, but um, our next match like Will refers um, is two combatants uh, that Will and I and a uh, good friend Trent and uh, Brundon uh, watched go for 60 minutes in AAW around this time. Uh, so we got Michael Elgin versus Silas Young. I was pretty stoked to see this one. Um, you know, and obviously, Will, seems to go at it before. Um, you know, these two have got great t- chemistry, and this one was no different. Um, obviously, your typical Elgin, one-minute delayed suplex. Uh, but I do h- like Taco, because actually, honestly, Will, like, Nigel did a great job on commentary, really kind of filling in, like, the things that only wrestlers know. Like, I mean, uh, Elgin had him up in that suplex, and he's talking how, well, yeah, cool, Silas is kicking his young, you know his legs like that but he could get dropped in his fucking head. Um, you know, and they do talk about Todd Sinclair's been celebrating 10 years as, as a ref. Um, but uh, in the end, uh, you know, Salas misses misery uh, into the back fist, buckle bomb, power bomb. Uh, Carl was really in, was really into Elgin. So I think they did a good job of, obviously, they, they strapped the rocket to the fuck for his performance, they acquired by honor, but um, you know, obviously we'd like to see this match go longer, uh, but with the you know the format of the show. Uh, but I really enjoyed this. Will what do you think?
2: I think this match was all right. It was nice to see someone kind of give Elgin a run for
0: a run for his money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you but, knew he uh, probably wasn't gonna win.
2: Not as not as good as the uh not as good as the Iron Man
0: match. No. That and that's you know, that's impressive. They went sixty minutes and Kept our intention and they, I and mean, they also had a really good match. It obviously, you know, I'm partial, but you know, in Milwaukee last July, too. But definitely serviceable. This next fucking match will Davy Richards versus
2: ACH first time in Ring of Honor in singles action. Wow, uh, these two men meet in singles action, you
0: know. Um. Richards was a bit off. You can definitely see something's going on in his head. Um, and he had frosted tips, so he dyed his hair. Well, that's fucking weird. Um, you know, every time Richards hits that knee when someone's laying on the buckle, it um, fucking hurts. But uh, great back and forth. ACH capitalized on Davey going for strikes. Um, the In the end, their frenzy love ACH hitting the frog splash. Uh, but he can't cover right away because David worked on his, his rib cage in his core. Uh, but in the end, double stop off the top for the pin uh, quote of honor, but no mic time from, from Richards unless they cut that off. But, you know, another match I wish they would have given another five minutes to, but, you know, seeing these two for the first time, um, hopefully we get to see more of these two in the future. Great
2: example of giving somebody the rub, but still coming out with a victory yourself.
1: Yeah,
2: that because this match went longer than I thought it was going to. Oh,
0: really? Okay.
2: I I thought Davy was going to make fairly short work of Young ACH, yeah. but we, we we got all that great backstory too. One time about Davey going to Europe and Nigel's experience of like when you you travel internationally, what do you bring back with you? Yeah, talking about how. ACH is at that point in his career now mm-hmm. that the the Davy Richards that Nigel would have met was at. I mean, I'm, I'm always happy to have ACH.
0: Yeah. Please come back. you're healthy, ACH. You're still young. Yeah, so. Um. Yeah, I mean, this is, the, I mean, and to think, I and mean, this is just a fucking house show. I was like, Jesus, I mean, they really brought out the big funds for this fucking, you know, this, this show, so. But, uh, we talked about it earlier, but, uh, next match, Will, we've got Matt Taven, uh, versus the very young Adam Page. It's for the TV title. Because every match is for the TV title. Because, uh, because Truth Martini says Matt Taven, uh, only wrestles good if he's wrestling for the title. Um. You know Taven's coming on, on the longest you can tell, but Kevin Kelly puts over. You know, and honestly, he's not wrong. Adam Page is having a pretty solid year. Yeah. You know, obviously he get he gets over you know the hump with with the Hangman gimmick, but you know, I mean, he's had good matches with Roddy. He had you know some classics with Silas. You know, this is another example. Um, you know, Jay Lethal's on the call. I forgot to mention your favorite. So yes.
2: Jay Lethal's on the call because he is going to be in a four corner survival match for the number one contendership to the TV title, where every match you're the contender by default.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but I do love, you know, Lethal's like, you know, when, uh, when he asked Kevin Kelly, how long Taven's had the belt and then before he can answer, he's like, well, too long. Um, But I I actually, I think I, yeah, I actually texted you about this. I don't know if you knew this is what I meant, but goddamn that fucking power bomb on the goddamn guardrail. Oof. Yeah, it's not. That's no bueno. (laughs) Yeah, because there was not a lot of room on the outside in this in this in this venue. Um, I'm glad both were okay. Um, yeah. In the end, uh. You know, Page missed a leapfrog into the Climax DT for the win. Um, you know, some interference, surprise, surprise. But, you know, honestly, Will, I mean, mostly it was all Taven, I thought, so. Taven looked good at one point. Uh, Adam
2: Page dove to the outside, to take out Truth Martini.
1: Yeah.
0: Truth, for a manager, does take some good whoopings. Obviously, we both know he's, he's a former worker, probably slash kind of current worker. I mean, he could probably work right now at this point in his career if he wanted, but not if he had a neck injury or anything, but another fun match. And I did appreciate that Jay Lethal talks about
2: how he's like, I can't believe he's falling for these mind games, but he's like, I know I've done it too, but he's like, it's different when you're sitting and you're watching it than when you're in the
0: moment. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously Lethal's, you know, had his his quote-unquote run into Scarlett We'll just put it that way, you know, being polite and all so. But will uh, next match, uh one of our personal actually two of our personal favorites was Jimmy Jacobs versus Roderick Strong. And uh Jimmy Jacobs is two and two in his best of five match. Um you know, and they do point out that Roddy does not shake his hands at the beginning of the match. You know, no one appears that no one's been shaking, you know, Jacob's hand, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. So and uh, our our, uh, former friend here, Mr. B.J. Whitmer, is on the call. Um, Well, Jimmy Jacobs was born in 1984. I mean, up to this point, he's already lived a full fucking career. He's kind of like fucking Rocky Romero. Uh, But these two have great chemistry. Um, you know, we talk about it all the time. Jacobs is great at using his size. Obviously, 99 times out of 100, he's the smaller guy in the match, uh, unless he's wrestling Grizzly Redwood. Uh, but he always makes it look so believable. And I do love, you know, that that leg scissors, you know, airplane leg scissors thing that he always does. Um, you know, it was really kind of cool to see the optic of you know Whitmer being at ringside, you know, with the great back and forth, and him just getting really excited for all the near falls and everything. Uh, but in the end, Jimmy Jacobs hits a great slice of right bread off the top, rope for the win. Uh great match. Uh BJ Whitmer's great on commentary. Um, you know, he did a great job of adding to the match, unlike you know, t- you know distracting from it, like we talked about before. And uh, Roddy finally gives him the code of honor. So um, Jimmy Jacobs gets his title shot in Grand Rapids. What do you think, Will? Um, yeah, so I mean, this was this was this was fun. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, it's a great story there with uh, with Jimmy and everything. So we will see what happens from there. But next, uh, we've got a four corner survival match. Uh, where Maria, Maria comes out and uh, she has a statement. And basically, her statement is: uh, is her intent is to end uh, Kevin Steen's career, uh, and Bennett will no longer be in this match. Uh, before we jump in jump into this three way will uh got any fun anecdotes for this uh three way not now three way match? Or anything about Jacobs and Roddy as I totally you know blew by you. Well
2: it wasn't wasn't whole your fault since the the internet dropped out. No, I was trying so to I, I I just popped back too.
0: I was trying to cover for
2: you, Will. It, uh, I really liked that match. I Didn't love the ending Admittedly You kind of knew that He was going to get the win But part of me would have read Like I was thinking that was going to be like Roddy gets the win And then Jacobs doesn't get the title match But he gets the handshake
0: Yeah Yeah because Nigel's been doing I mean he's saying yes he's got to win You know three out of five But he's saying can he wrestle with honor so, he's been really pushed. To the, yeah, there was definitely, I thought there was a chance Roddy could win this match. I mean, that sick kick. And
2: stuff like where he does, like, the, the knees in the corner, but, like, he's turned around. So, it's, like, your knees into, like, the lower back and not.
1: Yeah. But the
2: And the early on, too, I really like the spot where, again, I'm sorry if you brought this up. Well, I, I had no ears the when they're on the outside and Jacobs runs at Roddy, he like leapfrogs over him, and Jacobs runs into the barricade, yeah see so I thought you know that I thought this was gonna go for a bit. maybe Jacobs loses, but he gets the handshake right maybe Roddy offers him the hand and then like Mr. ROH is yeah. offering the hand as as a as a sign even the handshake at the end kind of felt kind of, like, wonky. It felt kind of like, oh, yeah, there's a handshake. It's like, yeah. That was a really good match.
0: Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah, Jimmy Jacobs gets his title shot, so. In his In Dearborn, Michigan. Yeah. Is it Grand Rapids or? I think it's actually I think it's Grand Rapids, I think, which is literally his hometown. I could be wrong, though. Um so those
2: are my, my thoughts on that. My thoughts on Taven being out. When I when I heard this, I'm like, oh, so Taven's not there. <laughs> you mean Bennett? Or Bennett, yeah, sorry. That's okay. S- something happened and Bennett's not there. That's why he's not in the match. But they're gonna be like, oh, he's got eyes on like a loftier goal. We're gonna end Steen's It's like, yes, because if you want to be the top of the card, you give up title opportunities to fight somebody else. Like, that doesn't really make sense, but it is pro wrestling.
0: <laughs> it is. Uh, but, you know, it's randomly Mark Briscoe, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, and Jay Lethal for the number one contender for the TV title. Um, and I believe they will be wrestling at Final Battle, I believe. And uh, obviously Matt Taven's out on the call. I mean, it makes sense. He's the TV champion. Uh, he should be out there to distract. Um and honestly, you know, sometimes these these three ways sometimes can get a little wonky. Uh, but I thought all three of these did all three of these guys did a great job of getting their shit in um at different times, you know, great chemistry with everybody. Um, you know, but late you know, lethal's going for the, the lethal injection after he tells everybody, you know, signs on the internet, tells everybody. Uh Taven gets on the apron. Uh so lethal dives out onto Taven, uh beats him up all while Champo. And Mark do things, including those goddamn. You know, I'm sure he's probably not hitting him as hard as he, he looks to. But goddamn, those fucking tripeez chops that fucking Mark does, the national treasure. Woof. Uh but Mark goes for a leg scissors, but uh, Champa reserves it, and reverses it into a project Champa, and will Tommaso Ciampa is going to final battle, the battle for that TV title. Didn't think it was going that way.
2: It's very interesting. Um, we'll see if they actually capitalize on it or something.
0: Yeah. Uh, in the end, uh, Lethal leaves, but Taven follows. Uh, but Lethal scares him back into the ring. And then, uh, you know, Champa leaves him out. And then Champa and Lethal both eye the belt uh, while Taven's laying down there. So, well done. Um, Yeah, definitely not what I was expecting. So, any more thoughts on that one, Will?
2: No, see, it was nice to have Taven on the call. Right, he's healing it up. He's like, oh, the only person would be like a worthy competitor would be is if they could clone me and I could give myself the best match possible. And it's just the comment about, like, oh, Mark lost some teeth. Oh, no, it's just the way he always looks like. TP, but well done. Um, You know, us people from Derry, New Hampshire, know how to how to how to run down an opponent on commentary. Yeah.
0: Um, well, done. I mean, listen, you know, I, I don't know what my vitriol for Matt Taven, I mean, even here, he's you know, obviously the, the whole you know sex scenes in, in the ring thing kind of get obnoxious, but he's really fucking good. Like
2: he's good, I, I want to say I have a, like I have a vitriol, but when I started watching, dabbling in Ring of Honor, I'm like I remember the name Matt Taven, but I would not have expected him to be the one that like became the megastar, basically.
0: Yeah, former Ring of Honor champ. I was in the building when that happened, and I was pissed. But whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, I was a big villain fan. I thought it was time to pull a trigger on a Murray's girl, but whatever. Obviously, you know, life happens, and uh, life proved that it was the right call. But our main event will. Kevin Steen versus Mark, Br- or Mark Briscoe. Jay Briscoe. Jay, we miss you. Mark, you are still a national treasure. Glad you're back on TV, even though I'm not watching that bullshit ring of honor. Um, but like we talked about earlier, um, you know, the winner of this match will be inserted into the main event randomly. Uh, but Adam Cole comes out and he ain't sweating a triple threat. Um, as he is the best and he will be on commentary. Uh, but will if either um, if either Steen or Brisk J, uh, touch Adam Cole, they are suspended. Um,
2: they're taking concussions very seriously.
0: Yeah. Uh, Briscoe says some naughty words to Cole, which I thought was funny. Um, You know, Jay just does not have a filter. I I just love every time it goes off like that. Um, You know, and and Steen, once again, just making jokes. Uh, But Nigel comes out on the call, and Cole's just kind of standing out there, talking lots of shit, uh, lots of chaos, uh, some interference from Cole to Jay. Uh, But in the end, uh, Steen Steen package pile drives Jay. Um, But Maria interferes, uh, more fuckery. Unfortunately, Will, you did not get your package pile driver on Maria like you were hoping for. Um, it's two j J-drillers, and uh, Jay's in the main event. So, the match itself, Will, I was kind of eh, as definitely you can see by my lack of notes. Obviously, it was okay. Yeah, the fuckery didn't help, um, you know, from Cole and, you know, and everyone being distracted. Uh, but obviously Jay's been out, so he's got some ring rust here. Um but lots of stuff happens in the end. Uh Jay, um, you know, and then uh, obviously Adam Cole gets in the ring. Him and uh Jay get a little chesty, but then Elgin comes out, almost clocks uh Jay with a quote unquote real title. Um eventually Jay and Elgin fight, split up by Nigel, uh gets in between them, they walk back, and Steena uh Steen drags Maria to the ring. Almost package pile drives, but Steve security grabs her. Uh then he pretty much packaged pile drives everybody in the ring, which I thought was hilarious. And at the time when he grabbed the mic, he was like interviewing the one kid. He's like, Oh, you know, but he's I got my notes here. Um fucking computer. Um oh yeah. Yeah, he goes the one kid that's knocked out and he's uh, just talking about how ill ill um he it, it was, and he uh, and tells Maria that, uh, you know, that, you know, he's coming for Bennett and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, main event was definitely kind of, uh, you know, the schmozzy stuff at the end, but um, all in all, good show.
2: It had the potential to be something that blew the door off the place. But when we got to the main event and I saw how much time was left, I'm like, oh, we're not going to get. Like yeah. what these guys are really capable of, what a match between them could have been. But it was fine. You know, they're they're both incredibly talented. There's great stuff on both ends. The, the, the J-drillers at the end were a little sloppy looking.
0: Yeah, which?
2: Which might have been on Steam, right? Because the legs didn't come up all the way when he was upright. So it was fine. It was fine. Just a, I would say a touch underwhelming. Yeah. Given I, who's uh, you know, given who's involved.
0: You know, a lot of uh, um, a lot of good action, some good stories. You know, forwarded and everything. So, I just hope that uh, you know we actually get some TV tapings here. Uh, but you know, I guess we'll find out what uh, what matches we're getting on TV, but. Yeah, it's better than it's
2: been. Oh, definitely. It's definitely been better than it's been. Um it's a neat little wrinkle, right? Adam Cole can't be touched, but he can sit there and he can nitpick and he can poke and poke and poke.
0: And pokey. But don't. there's no
2: brawl between Elgin and Briscoe. They get a little shovy, but no brawl actually breaks out.
0: Yeah, you're right. Sorry.
2: And then Steen runs in chasing Maria and what a nice homage to 2012 just starts package pile driving everybody in the ring refs, ring crew you
0: know but it's just tough because he literally just took two J-drillers so it's like and now he's just up running around beating everybody up but
2: I mean he it was two J-drillers but I mean neither one of them he really got him like all the way up
1: yeah.
0: That is a fuck of a move, man. If you fuck that up, he can kill somebody.
2: Well, that's probably why they did it the way they did, because he's like, I probably can't lift you upright.
0: Yeah, I mean he does have a bump shoulder, probably. I'm assuming I'm assuming that was the real injury, so yeah. But Will, I'm glad you enjoyed. I enjoyed also. Um we will have more great content for everybody uh, next week uh, with Ring of Honor Reverie, um episode 100. Hard to imagine. 100. To put up. Can't believe Will's put up with me for this long. So uh, yeah. Well, will we be reviewing another show? I don't have to off the top of my head here. Um, in Ring of Honor episode TV 114. But uh, send us those questions, um, comments, you know, anything you want to send us and all that good stuff. So uh, but will before we pull his train in here to the proverbial station? Uh, got any final thoughts?
2: No. Thank you to our wives. Thank you to Visionaries Global Media and for the Shiny Wizards Network for hosting the show, and thank you Tom for doing all the hard work.
0: I just press buttons and station a laptop. So
2: I, appreciate- I just drink. I just drink and say stuff and hope the internet doesn't give out. Which you know what. I got to say no, shouts out to the internet tonight. It only dropped out one time.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but we'll looking forward to when you guys finally make it out here to Wisconsin, but uh, yeah, but I will see you in April in real life, but uh, one way or another, but um, yeah, I'm getting tired. So I'm going to go read a book and go to bed. So um, I will, uh, I'll talk to you later. What you, what you reading? Uh, I am currently reading uh, the fifth book of the Dark Tower series, The Wolves of Kowal. So I just started that. So I just, I did finish Rawha Down, uh, the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan, which is sounds something odd as Ronald Reagan's not my fan, but I did read it for my dad. You know, I mean, he did ask me to read it. So, and uh, something we can discuss, you know, do a little bonding. And I'm just uh, very thankful, you know. But dad's not in the best shape, but I'm just thankful that he's still able to, you know, have this conversation. So, you know, we may so, not go on the be best.
2: But... my my dad has never recommended me a book. So, really, my my dad is not a book person.
0: Ah, uh, see, my dad's, a, yeah, it's. I definitely get the two things I've I've learned most from my dad are, um, well besides bar fights, is um, walking and reading for sure. So yeah, when we do breakfast, we're actually—I mean—we go to the library and read for a couple hours and just hang out and read books. So that's cool. So yeah, I'm just thankful I have a dad to do that with. So, but uh, yeah, what are you reading right now, Will? I mean, obviously you got those six million comic books, but you—I have—I have have
2: an endless stack of comics. (laughs) I'm, I'm trying to chip away at organizing them as I go still making good progress. it's been slower progress because I haven't um, my my work hours hasn't given me like the big chunk of time in the morning where I was really reading taking advantage of that but I'm still making some progress there on that and then honestly, the next thing I might dip into is um, I might dabble in a little nonfiction next, I think.
0: Nice.
2: I've got a couple things. I might dive into uh I have a book on the shelf called 8-bit Apocalypse, which is about the development of Missile Command. That's one of my favorite video games.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, there I gotta dig into some of the books that you recommended for and the ones you sent me too. So but actually speaking of nonfiction, my book after this, though, is uh, don't call me Chico. Uh, the Tito Santana autobiography, which uh, Chico, which is <laughs> it's supposed to be fantastic. So I mean, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to that one. So,
2: and you got your Bret, Hart, you got your Bret Hart book.
0: Well, I will be ordering it. Yeah, I'm gonna wait till I get through the Dark Tower series before I actually buy any new books. Which obviously has not happened because I bought a bunch of books on my trip. But well, um, it's in the queue. It will be in the queue. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that um blood and fire book, that uh original chic story. And then uh this book called Marching Powder, it's about uh Bolivian prisons. What else am I ordering? Uh book about public enemy, the the hip hop group. What other one am I gonna order? Oh, Lenny Bruce out of shit. How to shit. Not how to shit, but uh I to Win Friends and Influence People. And then I got George Carlin book coming up. So, yeah, a lot of nonfiction. Nice. So, all right, well, I'm really pulling train station, Will, unless you got anything else. Choo-choo, motherfucker. <laughs> that should be – that dude, that's our new sign-off every week, Will. That's that's our new thing. So that's – I will uh, – I'll talk to you next week, my friend.
2: It's all fun games, so I'll get a whistle. <laughs> later dude later
1: this has been a visionaries global media production visionaries global media envisioning excellence on a global scale